This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Luke chapter 2, go there in your Bible. Okay, worship team, we'll see you back here in a little bit. Luke chapter number 2, and uh, I'm going to jump into the Christmas story. Now, uh, I don't know what traditions you have at your family for Christmas, but it is a Christmas tradition in our family that when Christmas morning comes, we always read Luke chapter 2. This is what my dad read every Christmas morning, and then when I got older, I started to read it. When my brother got older, he started to read it. This is what we'll read with our family. I just love every Christmas going to Luke chapter 2, and watch here. I'm going to pick up here in verse 8. Watch what it says about the shepherds. It says, that night in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God. This is like when the Seattle Seahawks play. The blazing, radiant glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified. But the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news. The most joyous news that the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere. I just love that. Not only do I bring good news, but it's not for a select group. It's not for a few people. It's not for the people that have money or don't have money. It's for everyone. It's for everywhere. Anybody believe that about Jesus? Jesus is for everyone. And Jesus is for everywhere. Love that we're not a part of a small clique. We're not a part of a Christian country club. We're not a part of the elite. Jesus came actually for all. John 3 16. Oh, I can see Tim Tebow with the black underneath his eyes and the scripture written there. John 3 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whomsoever, he's for anyone, he's for everywhere. This is good news, the most wonderful news that the world has ever, ever heard and is for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by this miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough, lying in a feeding trough, lying in the most, the most incredibly inconspicuous, bizarre, weird place, our Savior. I always think miracles come in the most unusual packages. When God really shows up at your doorstep, he will do it in the most unusual way. When God really blesses you, it will not be in the way that you anticipated and figured it to come. It will come in unusual places. You will find your miracle where he will be in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. God always works in unusual ways. God always works in the ways that we don't expect him to work. Just love that about God. I want to preach a message today. You can write down the title. It's called, All I Want for Christmas is you. I wish, Mar I wish I could sing it like Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. You want me to sing it? 
too bad. Let's pray. Okay, God, we thank you. <laughs> Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you today that you are good and you're kind. You're loving and gracious. And we remind ourselves on this Christmas holiday that you loved us so much that you sent your one and your only son. We are acknowledging Yahweh, the Messiah, the gift of heaven. Thank you, Jesus, that you loved us so much that you chose to wait 33, 30 years before you started to perform miracles. That You were groomed and you were raised to become the perfect sacrifice from heaven for us. We love you today and we thank you that you're for us, not against us. You have plans to prosper us. We receive your love today. And God, we thank you in advance that you are a God that has set yourself to bless the Los, Los Angeles Lakers. We declare an NBA championship. We declare rings on all the fingers of players. And Lord, bring them to every person for Zoe. We don't even care if they're ring pops. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said together. Come on, let's clap together. I'm a little bit giddy today. It's Christmas, huh? Ring pops, like who prays that, right? It must be the holidays. Um, anyone, you, you have ordered at least one gift this Christmas on Amazon. Let me just see your hand. You've ordered at least one gift. On, it's amazing. This year, we, um, we, uh, we don't have a house. <laughs> and uh, we just, it's an awesome Christmas. And so um, what's happened is we, I have found my Amazon packages in three locations. Um, my Amazon packages are now spread out throughout Los Angeles. We, we are finding, we, you ever hunt your Christmas packages down? We are hunting our packages down. Some of them are at our old house. We don't know how they've not been intercepted. Some of them are at our new house, which we have discovered some of the construction workers have gotten into our presence. This is another message for another day. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Anyways, but, and then some of them are in where we're staying, the house that we're at. It's amazing. I always think when it comes to Christmas, how is Amazon? Amazon is like Santa Claus. How are you pulling all of this off? You, you, you have so many packages in transit. There are so many. I love Christmas because Christmas represents travel. It's a travel season. There's things that are coming and there's things that are going. Like, for example, my parents on Christmas morning, what a great era of their life. My, my, mom, my mom is not stressed out for Christmas morning. She has my dad. That's it. You're good. So they're getting on a plane on Christmas Day, flying down. They're going to stay all of one day. I can handle my mom and dad for one day. I can, have, I can get all my heart and soul into that 24 hours because I know my mom and dad are in transit. They're on their way to Palm Springs. We, we're going to miss them so much. And so it's, it's awesome because Christmas represents travel. People are coming. They're going. The packages are arriving. Some of them are not going to get lost in Jesus' name. Some of them are not going to get stolen. Who am I preaching to right now? Stolen in Jesus' name. I remember a couple years ago on Christmas morning, my wife, who nobody does Christmas better than my wife. My, my wife steps up for Christmas. She is Miss Claus. And so a couple years ago, Amazon messed up the packages, and a lot of the packages didn't get delivered on Christmas Day. We saw the Christmas meltdown. It wasn't the miracle. It was the Christmas meltdown. And she was upset because the packages didn't get delivered. Remember, Christmas is a time of travel. Some of us are getting ready to go down to Orange County or you're getting ready to travel down to San Diego or even as far as Thousand Oaks. That's still traveling, by the way. And, and so, and so the Christmas is a time of coming and going. Christmas from the beginning was a traveling event. 
Jesus' parents had to travel out of town. And there was no room for them on hotwire.com. And so they stayed in the manger. And in the manger, our Savior was born. When this happened, shepherds in a field from a distance were alerted from an angel. And the glory around them said, we want you to travel to come see the Messiah. Yahweh has been born. Christmas is about travel. Christmas has always been around traveling. And I want to talk to you today around the reality of what has come and what is gone. What is here today, write down number one. I love this, this thought about Jesus, that number one, our, our rescuer has come. Our rescuer has literally left heaven and has showed up at our doorstep. The rescuer of heaven. Now, growing up, we have always heard the word Savior. Our Savior has come. But I like here in the Passion Translation that it says today what has been born is your rescuer. The one that would rescue you from what? We needed a rescuer to rescue us from sin. To rescue us from guilt and shame. To rescue us from bondage and the snares of the wicked one. God loved humanity so much that he knew he needed to send a rescuer. He knew that you and I, we were, we were totally without hope. We were totally lost in our sin. And we actually could not rescue ourselves. The law had been given by God. And if the law could deliver us, if we could live up according to the law, we could have rescued ourselves. But because we can never live at that standard, because we can never fulfill the law, Jesus knew in order for us to go to heaven, in order for us to be cleansed from our sin, in order for us to receive freedom from bondage, we needed to be rescued from a Savior. I love this about Jesus. Look here, back on the screen, and look here in Luke chapter 2. Go to verse number 10. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. It is for everyone and everywhere. Translation, anybody could be rescued. This is the worst feeling. I don't know if you've ever gotten a flat tire or you've ever had your car not start. It is the worst feeling to be in that situation in this city and to know you forgot to pay your AAA payment. Like you're good. If you get a flat tire, you got AAA, you flex it. It's like you pull out your car. Hey, it's, it's, we're good. I have AAA. If you're with a friend that has AAA, you're like, but if you're with someone and their immediate response is, I don't have AAA, do you? We're done. We're out right there. Because we just immediately cost ourselves two hours right away. And who gets to be rescued? Is it for the ones with the badge? Is it for ones that have made the payment? No, he actually says, we have come to rescue everyone in everywhere. It is not for a few. It is not for the, the good. It is not for the tithers. It is not for those that have their stuff together. I've come to seek and to save the lost. I've come to rescue. Think about people in your world that need some rescuing this Christmas. 
Think about the people in your family that need to be rescued. We serve the God that goes on a rescue mission. We serve the God that doesn't wait for people to come to him and they get rescued. He goes and seeks. He goes and saves. He goes and hunts down because he wants to help those that have no business helping themselves. Come on, let's just thank the Lord today. Come on, God sent a rescuer. When God sent his son, he sent him on a rescue mission. And Jesus today is still on a rescue mission this morning. He is rescuing people that cannot rescue themselves. Some of you are in situations that you wish somebody would rescue you out of a relationship, out of a situation, out of a financial hardship, out of a business, out of a loss, out of a season. God himself will come. He will rescue you. He will pull you out of that miry clay. He will pull you out of that situation. If you could have pulled yourself out, you would have already done it. But you needed a greater man. You needed a savior. You needed a superhero. You needed a God man. You needed someone that could come and do for you. You could never hope to do for yourself. A rescuer has come. He's here to rescue. He's here to rescue. And, 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 and watch here in Mark. I love this next scripture. Put it up on the screen. I love this story here. And, and look at, at the, the spirit of a rescue. Mark 11, 2 and 6. Watch John the Baptist here. Now, while John the baptizer was in prison, he heard about what Christ was doing among the people. So he sent his disciples to ask this question. Um, sir, uh, Jesus, are you really the one prophesied would come? Or should we still wait for another? And Jesus answered them, and he said, well, go back and John, tell John this report. Just let John know this. The blind see again, the crippled walk again, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised back to life, the poor and the broken now hear of the hope of salvation, and tell John that the blessing of heaven comes upon those who will never lose their faith in me, no matter what happens. In other words, John the Baptist sent message while he was in prison to Jesus. And he tells his guys, guys, can you go ask this superhero, are you the one that we've been waiting for? Are you the one that the prophets of old, like Isaiah, told us would come? Are you the rescuer? Or will there be a greater rescuer? And Jesus, here's the question, and he sends his his messenger's back. He says, go tell John this. John, what do you think? The lame can walk. The blind can see. The deaf can hear. Those that have had no hope have hope for the first time. John, what do you think about that? In other words, I am the rescuer. I am the one that rescues people out of their sins and leads them into freedom. I am the one that brings people out of darkness and I will deliver them into light. I am the one that literally set the captives free so they can be free in my name. I bring hope. I bring freedom. I bring life. I bring liberty. I bring faith. I am the rescuer. I want to give you a good news report this Christmas. Your rescuer has come. And no construction worker can steal it. No Amazon can delay it. No one in your world can tell you, you don't deserve a rescuer. None of us deserve a rescuer. We were lost. We were broken. 
We were literally against God, and Jesus loved us with a ferocious, relentless love that said, even when you don't even understand that you need to be rescued, I understand you need it. And so I will, with my outstretched arm, I will bow down and stoop down, and I will bring you out of this situation. I will bring you out of your sin, and I will deliver you so you can understand exactly who I am and my love in your life. God does not rescue you to show off his power. God rescues you to show you his love. He says, I want you to know how much I love you. I pursue you and I go after you, not because I want to flex my, my miracle muscles, but I want you to know I am, I'm obsessed with you. I'm in love with you. You are everything to me. And so God pursues you and rescues you out of love. It was love that made God send his son. And it was love that caused Jesus to hang on a cross. Love, love makes you do crazy things, doesn't it? Some of you are like, yep, I just spent way too much money. It was love that made you swipe the card. Or pressure. Anyways. So he rescues us. And then did you notice what the angel said to the shepherds? They're in the fields and the glory of God lights up the field and, and he says this day a, a rescuer has come and it's, it's actually the Lord, it's Yahweh, the Messiah the one that we've been waiting for and he said the sign that will be around him that it's, that it's him will be a miracle sign I just love that word there because everything about Christmas is not only about travel Everything about Christmas is all about miracle. In fact, I want to tell you today, write down number two, miracles are on the way. They might not be here Christmas morning, but I'm telling you, they're in transit. Miracles are on the way. Miracles are headed your way. And Christmas reminds me, we serve the God of miracles. Even before Jesus was born, a miracle happened with a guy named Zechariah. Zechariah was standing there, and, and, and his, his wife Elizabeth was pregnant with John the Baptist, and, 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 and God, he didn't believe the angel, and so God made him mute. This is, this is bizarre. This is strange. And then there's a virgin, a virgin named Mary, and she's got to go to her husband, Joseph, and say, I know we have not married, and I know we're, but I'm pregnant. This is a miracle from God, a, a miracle that a virgin would give birth. It's a miracle that God would become man. Everything around the Christmas story represents a miracle. It's a miracle that the shepherds were, were, were beholding an angel. It's a miracle that the wise men would come. Everything about our kingdom and everything about our God is a miracle. We do not serve the God of natural power. We serve the God of supernatural power. He works wonders. He works marvelous things. He is the God of miracles. And I want to tell you today, Christmas reminds me God can do it again. His birth was a miracle, but all the way to his death and his resurrection. His resurrection reminds me that God can do it again and again and again. All throughout his ministry, the first time that Jesus reveals the glory of who he is was at a wedding in Cana. He takes water and turns it into his wine because he performs a miracle. He is the God of miracles. The Bible says what is impossible for man, it is possible for God. Why? Because he works miracles.
A miracle's on the way. A miracle's going to happen. Get ready, get ready, because a miracle's coming. It could come in relationship. It could come in the form of healing. It could come in the form of deliverance. It could come in the form of opportunity. It could come in the form of being healed. Come on, somebody just thank God. A miracle's on the way. It might be delayed, but you are not denied. Oh, I love this because Jesus doesn't change. In fact, let me just show you a few verses to prove to you from Scripture that God works miracles. Go look at here in John and watch what it says that God, Jesus, performs so many miracles that if there, what, let me just read it, John 21. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, well, I suppose, that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. In other words, you and I have the account from one guy named Mark, another physician named Luke, another guy named Matthew, and another guy named John. Four guys give us four Gospels, and the accounts that we have are so small and very limited. But John says here, I suppose, that if we were to sit down and write down one by one by one all the miracles that Jesus performed, he says, well, I reckon which is a great Australian word. It is. I reckon we wouldn't have enough room in the whole world to hold the books of all the miracles Jesus performed. Look here in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. That same Jesus that performed all those miracles, watch what it says in Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, Today and how long? Forever. So that same Jesus that performed all those miracles, that could fill the world with books of his miracles, he is the same yesterday, today, and for how long? Forever. So Jesus can still turn your water into wine. Jesus can still open your eyes. Jesus can still deliver those that are demon-possessed. Jesus can still walk on your water. Jesus can still feed 5,000 and multiply and supply your needs. Is there anybody grateful today that our God is not a God of change? He is the same miracle-working God. Anybody want a miracle in your life? A miracle's on the way. A miracle's not on the way because you shout. A miracle's not on the way because you tithe. A miracle's not on the way because of you. A miracle's on the way because of him. The shepherds were not in the field going, you know what? We have been praying for a miracle. We need a miracle. Somebody send me a miracle. I need a blaze of glory on this field. Somebody just said, no, no. A miracle's on the way because God loves you. A miracle's on the way because God's obsessed with you. A miracle's on the way because God is more about your life and your success and your future and your prosperity than you are. God is more committed to your future than you are committed to your future. God is so overwhelmed with loving you, committed to you, serving you, helping you. So he's, he's shaping things, molding things, changing things, rearranging things. A miracle is on the way. Anybody receive that today? A miracle's on the way. A miracle's on the way because what is impossible for man is possible with God. Look on the screen one more time. Watch Matthew. I love how Matthew puts this. Look at this is Jesus talking, really. It says it, Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God. 
for all things are possible with God. I wonder what you're facing today that looks impossible, looks dire, looks bleak, looks finished. What doctor's report have you gotten that feels like the final word and the final say? What bank account reality are you looking at? That you're looking and going, this is my reality. With you, it's impossible. But with God, what is impossible for me is possible for him. So I look at his strength, not mine. I look at his power, not mine. He is more acquainted. He is more familiar. He is more understanding of what I'm going through than even I am. And so he leans into my world and says, don't you worry. Because I love you, I send you rescuer. Because I love you, I send you a miracle. Anybody thankful today that a miracle is on the way? A miracle is coming your way. And so I want to tell you, in this travel Christmas season, number one, a rescuer has come. And number two, a miracle's on the way. So there's one package that has already been delivered. His name is Jesus. There's another one that's on the way. And I want to tell you, maybe you didn't realize this, but write down number three. Grace is here to stay. Grace has fixed up his mind and, and taken one of your bedrooms and, and just has decided, I'm not just staying for Christmas. I'm staying all year. And I'll, I'm... I'm in the mood not just to stay all year. I think I'm just going to stay here forever. I'm not going to, you know, the grace of God is not transient. The grace of God is not seasonal. The grace of God doesn't last for three months, six months, and then leave you high and dry. The grace of God is here to stay in your life. And the grace of God is here, not by your power and not by your might, but is actually just by faith in the rescuer. When you put your trust in the rescuer and your trust in Jesus, you actually put your trust in grace. Watch here in Ephesians chapter 2. And worship team, you can come join me. Watch Ephesians chapter 2 and listen to what Paul says. For it is only through this wonderful grace that we believed in him. Nothing we did could ever earn this salvation. For it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast, for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. Just look at a few of these verses again. For it was only through this wonderful grace that we believe, this wonderful grace. What is the grace of God? Remember, grace is different than his character and his nature, which is gracious. In the Old Testament, we look at the character and the nature of God, and we can understand that our God is slow to anger. He is rich in love. He is a gracious Father. But it's not till we get into the New Testament and our rescuer comes that we can understand we serve the God of grace. We serve the God of charity. In other words, the rescuer had to come so we could receive grace. And what is grace? Paul writes here. Here's what grace is. Nothing we did could ever earn this salvation. No grace is given. For it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to our rescuer. So no one will ever be able to boast for salvation, for being rescued. It's never a reward for good works or human striving. In other words, Christmas reminds me that what saves me it's not my works. It's not my effort. It's not my duty. I cannot save myself. I cannot earn favor. 
grace is here in my life all because I received the rescuer. And when I say yes to the rescuer, what I'm saying is I'm saying yes to grace. Grace is here to stay in your life. And I want to encourage you this Christmas season. Don't fall back into earning. Don't fall back into striving. Don't fall back into your old ways and your old thoughts and your old living. That old life says, I got to work hard this year. I got to really earn back. You know, I, I want to get a pay raise. You know, I, I want to I go to another level in my company. You know, I, I want to fix this, that, and the other in my life. Well, it's not going to be because of reward of doing good. It will only be because of the reality of the grace of God in your life. So we've got to make sure we understand the rescuer came into my life. And he's sending miracles my way. But one of the realities I have today and tomorrow and the next day and the day after that is grace is in my life. Grace is that undeserved blessing. Grace is that unmerited favor. And I would just want to tell you this Christmas, grace is here to stay. You can't shake grace. You can't lose grace. You can't get disqualified from grace. You can try your best, but grace is here to stay. You can turn your back, but grace is here to stay. You can try and run away from the grace of God, but the grace of God will run you down. Why? Because God made a decision. I love you. I'm obsessed with you. You're the apple of my eye. You're the obsession of my heart. Is there anybody grateful today that grace is here to stay? So when you really get down to it, you go, what do I want for Christmas? Like, it's so funny. On both sides of my family, all of us kids are in our 30s. And on both sides, you know, we, we choose secret Santas. And I choose, I have to buy for one on this side, and I buy for one on the other side. And Julia buys for one on... And so every year we get on these group texts. And on the group texts, these people are 38 years old. And they go, send in your Christmas list. 38-year-olds are sending in the most detailed report you've ever seen in your life. I mean, down to the measurements, to the sizes. 38-year-olds are drawing, I mean, from shoes to art pieces to kitchenware I mean just detail and the other day one of the sister-in-laws got mad at me and text Julia she says what do I get Chad he never responds to the group messages about what he wants for Christmas what does he want and I thought to myself when she showed me the text you're darn right I don't put my wish list I'm 39 I have four kids you know what I want for Christmas sleep can I put that down on the list? I want to sleep. Can you give me sleep? You can't, so I'm not putting it down. But what do you really want for Christmas this year? Shoes, coats, furniture, money. Some of the back's like, all of it, yes. That's exactly, how did you know? That's what I texted. If you didn't know, let me tell you what you really want for Christmas. You want a rescuer. You want to sit at home knowing a miracle's on the way. Even when I can't see it and I can't feel it and I don't know if it's true, I know it's still true. A miracle's coming my way. You know what I want for Christmas? I just want to know that the grace of God will never leave my life. 
I want to know that this grace is not deserved and it's not earned. And Because sometimes I don't feel like I deserve the grace of God. How about you? Sometimes I look at the grace in my life and I go, I don't know why this is happening. This is bigger than me. This is outside of me. I know what wretched man I am. I know I can't earn this stuff. So God, I just want to be reminded this Christmas, all I want is grace. All I want is the miracle. All I want is the rescuer. And really, God, all that I want is you. Come on, let's just clap together, Zoe, and thank Jesus that what we really craved and what we really want is what we're getting this year. We're getting God himself.